five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Welcome to the Energized Podcast. On today's show, it's your boy Basmo for show, doing the show by himself. Uh, as you may know, Ross is over in London, and yes, I am visiting him this week. But on today's show, it's just myself and yourself tuning in to the Energized Football Show because today is the Champions League final special. Arguably the biggest football show of the year. Either that or the World Cup final. It's really it's really up to whoever you are, really. But um, if you're a fan of the MMA show, definitely check out Ross's show because he did it by himself over in London and it was actually really, really good. Very proud of his work. Because uh, he said he was a bit nervous doing it by himself. So, fair play to Ross. Ross, if you're listening, well done. So, on today's football show, I'm going to be going over the FA Cup final, which involved Chelsea and Manchester United. Then, I'm going to look over the Europa League final with Atletico Madrid against Marseille. And then, we're going to kick into the Champions League final, Liverpool versus Real Madrid. And then... Um, We'll probably look over some World Cup stuff as well. So, going to start the show. Chelsea are the FA Cup champions after beating Manchester United 1-0. And I don't know about you, but um, neither side were great. I think the team that were actually better were Manchester United, but um, Chelsea came out with the win. It was, uh, for a Manchester United fan, uh, the match was, it was, it just never got going. And even with five minutes to go, I was watching it and I was thinking, I don't think United are going to get the equaliser. Which in fact they didn't, but um, it was disappointing. So we'll kick it off with what actually made the match was... Eden Hazard's touch, just taking it by Phil Jones. Phil Jones hunting him down. Hazard riding the tackle. Phil Jones taking him out. First of all, Phil Jones went in with the wrong foot as well. He went in with his right foot, whereas clearly you should go in with your left foot. <clears throat> um, on first glance, I thought Phil Jones actually got the ball, but he totally took Hazard out. I don't even know why Mourinho picked Phil Jones beforehand. Um, I think every Man United fan, or even football fan, can tell that Eric Bailey is definitely the best centre-back United have. They should be basing the defence around Eric Bailey. Um, definitely one of the top five most talented centre-backs in the league. Definitely one of the top ten best centre-backs in the league. But um, has it scored the penalty? Put it away quite well. Put the game the wrong way. Chelsea got 1-0 up. But um, I honestly thought going into the game, United were the favourites to win. Chelsea were coming in off a 3-0 loss against Newcastle. Half the Chelsea team don't even look interested. I wouldn't be surprised if people like Hazard, Courtois, David Luiz, um, Willian even try to get a move. Morata, the list goes on. Whereas United, they seem like they have a good core. Um, people like Lingard, Rashford, Pogba, Bailey... Ashley Young, Matic, they seem like there's a good, or even Lukaku, they seem like they have a good bond there. But um, 
it's just the way they play is just not exciting enough for a team that comes second, a team that came finalists in the FA Cup, a team getting to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. The standard it just isn't uh, matching the flow on the pitch. Like, for instance, we're playing two wingers as fullbacks, and the ball just doesn't get crossed into the box enough, especially for someone like Lukaku, who is just a reincarnated Drogba. Like, Lukaku is definitely, at 25 now, Lukaku is definitely better than what Drogba was, because Drogba came to Chelsea, I think, at 25, 26 maybe as well, and he was still very unpolished. And then look how look how great a career he turned out to have, winning Champions Leagues, winning Leagues, winning FA Cups, still playing to this day over in um, America. But that, uh, the, the way we don't cross the ball in, um, just it was quite pedestrian in midfield as well. Pogba had a great chance. It just doesn't seem to be clicking, and I don't I don't know how. Like if you look at the United team, you're you're questioning how can they improve, and if you're a Manchester United now, and then say if Pogba didn't play for us, Martial, Rashford, Lukaku, or even Lingard, if none of them actually played for United, you'd think if we bought one of them, United would improve. But the thing is, we have them, and we're still not improving. Um, I think we need a right attacking winger. We still don't know our best formation. Um, Papa is meant to be like a superstar coming into this World Cup, and really, if you really, really question how good has Papa been, I think he's only played one good half for Manchester United, like one world class half for Manchester United, and that was against Man City when he scored two goals, and we won. But from a world class player like Pogba, like Neymar, like Messi, or like Ronaldo, like Fellaini, you expect um, world class. And it just hasn't happened yet. I think next year is a big year for Pogba. I think Lukaku came in, did well. It was his first time being the main man for a team, getting 27 goals. Unfortunately, he was injured for that final there, and he can only come on. But what can you do? But. Um, it's a big year for United now next year. Like uh, after signing off with a whimper, losing to, to Chelsea, because I th- everyone actually thought United had, were just waiting to lift that trophy and then to walk out of that stadium not lifting anything, especially for Chelsea to win it as well. Um, very very disappointing. But um, next year is a big year for United. Like if Mourinho isn't challenging for the league or even changing the style to even match the likes of Leicester two years ago or even Spurs or even. Liverpool, or even Arsenal a couple of years ago, or even obviously Man City. Like the, the United just needs to be up there, or else we're gonna to have to get someone else that could sort it out. Very sorted out, cause uh, it's all good winning. But if the show's not good, you know, I mean, everyone loves the love story. But if the story itself isn't good, you're just not interested, you know. Especially with these world class players that need to be doing really well. But um, Chelsea won in the end 1-0. I didn't expect that. They sort of parked the bus. Chelsea next year don't have any Champions League, which is uh, very bad for them as well. Also, they have problems with Abramovich. Abramovich's visa was out of date, had expired, so he wasn't allowed back into England for the final. 
So I don't know what the story is there, but but um, I always find it amazing how Chelsea are always competing on some sort of level for some sort of trophy every year, every year. Like think about it, they were champions last year. They won the FA Cup this year. But in the last fifteen years, they have they've had twelve managers, twelve different managers, but yet they consistently win. Whereas if you look when United, when Ferguson left United, we won one FA Cup in three years, and United were the champions as well. And then if you even look at the likes of Liverpool, they've won next to nothing in the last few years. I think Arsenal won a couple of FA Cups. It's just weird how Chelsea just constantly can keep turning over the wins and the victories, which is uh, unbelievable. It's actually unbelievable. You know what I mean? People like Spurs or even Liverpool would love that. But anyhow, 1-0 FA Cup champions, Chelsea. So uh, we're going to move into the Europa League final. Just have a look over that. Uh, beforehand, myself and Ross both had Atletico Madrid a win. They ended up winning 3-0 against Marseille in a fairly one-sided contest. Um, this was on Lyon, so Marseille were in France. and They were taking on Atletico Madrid team that are very, very good. Uh, Diego Simeone has done brilliant things with Atletico Madrid. They're the third best team in Spain, which is... What, what can you say, you know, when Real Madrid and Barcelona and they have Messi and Ronaldo... The best you can hope for is third. I know they won a league a few years ago, but that's unbelievable. And they should have won the Champions League final a couple of years ago. Remember when uh, Ramos went up and got to like 90-minute equaliser and went to extra time and then they ended up winning 4-1. Just drink a bit of my coffee here. I love coffee, by the way. But, um... Letico Madrid won 3-0. The changing point in the game was when Dimitri Payet who has been sensational for Marseille since he went back. Literally, literally the one-man show. Uh, captain, leader, scoring magical goals, unbelievable first touch. Just an abundance of skill. Almost like a modern-day Matt Letizia. But um, he got injured after about 15 minutes, if not half an hour max, if I recall correctly. But... Um, when he got taken off, he sort of started to cry, and then they were already 1-0 down after a stupid pass from the defence, and then Griezmann just went through, chipped the keeper, 1-0. And once Poya went off, you could just see the team drop. Like They have a load of cast-offs from like Newcastle, and um, like Mandana's been there, and he's been a mainstay there, but they, they've, they'd known really like... Um, they'd no one else to sort of match Payet's skill it's almost like if you watch basketball the Cleveland Cavaliers Payet's basically LeBron James and then everyone else is just default boy insert name here yeah so Letico Madrid won 3-0 Griezmann got 2 probably, he's probably going to be the most sought after player this summer The high, like if, if you're going to bet on who's going to be the most expensive player this summer it's going to be Antoine Griezmann because um, after the the game he wasn't like really in the mix of all the celebrations now he looked happy and all yeah but we all know that Barcelona were talking to his agents around January December uh, Manchester United were, had a big interest last year there's a serious link there now with Pogba so it depends now is 
like how does Pogba feel being at Old Trafford? Is he still happy there? Because if he's happy there, he's gonna just be like, "Yo, Griezmann, come come to Manchester," you know, the red part. But um, the things about Griezmann, like he he can sort of play. You can play in the hole. You can play on the right. You can play on the left. You know, obviously need someone who can play can play on the right. Lovely left foot. It's very like slight, but he he just has sort of a eye for goal. Which not many players have. Um, I think someone like Salah sort of has it. Um, Messi sort of Messi obviously has it. Just knows the danger points in behind the defense, especially amongst taller, slower centre backs. He could really cause serious damage because he cuts in on his left foot and then can just can just put the ball in the back of the net. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, it seems like this is a big move for him now this year. Um, he'd fit in perfectly with Barcelona, Man United. But if he was looking at the way teams perform and play, he'd probably rather go to Barcelona. But, you know what I mean? It's really up to him. Does he want to try new things in England? Why not? I mean, like, he could change the style of Old Trafford. He's there with Pogba, very exciting players like Martial are there, who... Hopefully he doesn't leave. Rashford, Lingard. I don't know. It's up to him. It's really up to him. Like Neymar left Barcelona because he wanted to become the main man. So maybe Griezmann could become the main man at Man U. I don't know. He always supported United when he was younger. He was a big fan of David Beckham as well. That number, what, that number 10 jersey is vacant. But um, yeah, Griezmann stole the show 3-0 in the Europa League final. And uh, that's all she wrote, really. Not really in doubt, was it? So, we're kicking off into the Champions League final part, Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Um, I'll go through what the story is, and then I'll give you what Ross thinks as well. And let's kick it off. Right, Champions League final, 2018, in Chicken Kiev. Liverpool versus Real Madrid. This is Real Madrid's third time in a row coming into the Champions League final. They've won the last two. With basically the same team they've had the last two years. Um, Navas for not being a great goalkeeper has two Champions Leagues there. Carvajal, Varane, Ramos. Ramos has won everything in the world. Everything there is possible to win, he's won. Marcelo. A score in Champions League finals. Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, Casemiro. Casemiro has is like the Fernandinho of Real Madrid. <clears throat> then the problem is they have now is the attacking side with Bale, Benzema, and Ronaldo. Those three haven't really been playing that much with each other in the last few years. Obviously, they have no problem scoring goals. Ronaldo's after scoring over 50 goals for the eighth year in a row, which is absolutely ridiculous. To believe you know United sold him for like, I think it was 89 million. Like, if they had a, if you, if you had a crystal ball, right, and you could have predicted how good he could have been, and you, you, you'd know he would have scored over 50 goals in eight years, he would have been worth at least 300 million, which is actually like five or 600 million these days prices, you know? Hold on. Yeah, let alone the goals, the jersey sales. It's absolutely unbelievable. 
and he seems to be only scoring more and more impressive goals as well, which is a testament to himself. Um, he's really changed the critics' uh, opinions on him over the last few years. Like, if it wasn't for him, for, uh, Portugal wouldn't have won those Euros there. <clears throat> I know now he was taken off the pitch, but he was leading by example on the on the sideline, giving more instructions than the manager. So he's going to be pivotal for Portugal now, especially in his last. This will be his last proper World Cup. He's thirty three now. You know I mean, he probably will be around until he's thirty seven. But will he be that? He'll probably be more like a Luca Toni, if you know Luca Toni, the striker from Italy, who plays up front. He'd be probably more like that if he was to play till he's thirty seven. But who knows? He's an absolute machine. We all saw when he scored that penalty against Juventus, he took his top off, and he was he wasn't as shredded as me now, but. Uh, he looked like he went to the gym a bit. <laughs> Laughing at my own jokes here. But, um, yeah, so, Bale's been in and out of the side. Benzema hasn't really been scoring, but they both looked a bit better as the season got on the last couple of weeks because it's all about going into the form in the last couple of weeks. It doesn't matter how shit you started the season, it's how you ended it. Which is funny enough to say because Real Madrid lost to Villarreal there just leading into this game now as well. So that's just a background on Real Madrid. Um, also they have a guy called Asuncio if you don't know him you should definitely check him out um, he has that raw talent that Ronaldo had when Ronaldo went to Real Madrid I'm oh, sorry yeah, Manchester United but he looks like he's a bit more they got him they got him for less than like 20 million and, uh, two years ago I think it was but um, he looks sensational he's in the Spain squad now um, he's been picked ahead of Morata which was actually funny to see because Murata, if Murata had stayed at Real Madrid on the bench, he probably would have been in the Spain squad, but playing for Chelsea, he's not in that squad. So, yeah, so I say Asuncio as well, that's a good man to look out for. Isco has been very, very good in the last few weeks, so Zidane's going to have a serious situation to sort out there with the front three, but I think they're going to start Benzema, Bale and Ronaldo because Asensio would be good off the bench Lucas Vasquez would be good off the bench and um, Isco probably be good taking him off the bench as well uh, Bale, I don't see Bale as much of an impact player and also he's playing against Liverpool and he played against them before a few times so I think it would just be the smartest thing to do so that would be the front three uh, then we're looking at Liverpool now what can you say about Liverpool this year um up there with Man City with, for being the most exciting pr Premier League team of the year. Um, they seem, well, if you look at Carius, Carius is after he's after developing a lot throughout the year. I think Klopp told him he's going to be the number one, so he's solely concentrating on that now because I think before when Mignolet and Carius were swapping in gold, they'd never knew who was in. Sorry, excuse me. They never knew who was the number one, and that uncertainty can creep into your defense, and your defense can be like, "Oh shit, who's actually going to be in goal?" Blah, you know. But uh, Carius has pushed Mignolet out of the team. He's now the firm number one. Um, I wouldn't be surprised now if they kept the number one next year as well, because he has done well. But I think Liverpool for the, the Champions League final side should definitely be having more of a world class goalkeeper. I think he's uh, a good. Goalkeeper, I don't think he's great, but who knows? In time, you can learn and become better. But if Liverpool, well, let's see what Liverpool do next year, anyway.
But um, a right back, Trent Alexander Arnold, um, he's come in this year, taking over the right back position from Nathaniel Klein. Klein, who was in the England squad as well last year, really, really pushing the pushing Kyle Walker. Um, but Alexander Arnold is after coming in, taking the position, and he's looked very good. He got exposed a couple of times against United, so that sort of run in behind. Uh, down the left hand side of Real Madrid where Bale will be where Asuncio could be or Isco could even be that's where they might try and attack um, then if you look at the centre backs <clears throat> Lovren will be playing alongside Virgil van Dijk van Dijk has totally re-energised that Liverpool defence and there's next to no experience in that defence but he's made them look very very good Um arguably should be the Liverpool captain I know Henderson is I'm sure if they win the trophy Henderson and Van Dijk will lift it, lift it together uh, Van, Van Dijk's doing a great job very very good job great signing that's one of the main reasons why they're in the final but uh, he's playing alongside Lovren I think Ronaldo and even Benzema they know to attack Lovren Lovren's been making calamity mistakes throughout the season um, it's just if I was sitting at home now being Zidane I'd be like right lads get on top of Lovren because there's some stakes in him just that's where we'll score we've won the Champions League the last two times the last two years let's make a three in a row go after this guy then um, if you look at Robertson playing left back probably the best left back in the league on current form especially since around January time. He's come from rags to riches, really. He was uh, playing in the back arse of Scotland, then went to Hull, got relegated, went to Liverpool, wasn't getting into the team until January, and now uh, flying down that left wing, looking a bit like uh, a Scottish Luke Shaw, when Luke Shaw actually played and looked a bit fitter than he does today. So fair play to Robertson. Um, his inexperience might... Like Ronaldo's going to be the going down that right hand side. Um, biggest test of his career. So let's see how that goes. Um, midfield, I think they're going to go. I think because Emery Chan's leaving, I think they're going to go Wayne Alum. They're going to go Jordan Henderson and James Milner. James Milner, what a man. Um, this is the biggest match of his career, I'd say. Um, great serving England. Uh, I think he's actually got the most caps for England at an underage level as well. Either that him or Chalaba. I don't know, I'm not bothered looking that up. But I know he has loads. Um, Jordan Henderson will probably be the worst captain to ever lift the Champions League trophy in the last few years. Um, I think he's done decently this season. Uh He's obviously only in the in the Liverpool school. He was bought by Liverpool because he was English. The same way United bought Phil Jones because he was English. The same way Chelsea bought Ross Barkley and Danny Drinkwater because they're English. Um, the list goes on. Arsenal with Jenkinson. But um, he seems to be sort of a mainstay there. Him, Milner were working really well. It's a huge loss not having the Ox, Oxide Chamberlain there. Um, I think those three could have had an argument to start for England in the World Cup as well if they had got Milner out of retirement but um, it's going to be a tough, tough night um, Henderson, I don't, he's not that fast 
Milner's not that fast. I know he covers a lot of ground. He's not that fast. Wanyalem, I think he's going to do the most dogged work. He's a good engine in him. Um, oh, which way is this going to work out? I think Modric is going to run the show on the field. He's quicker than all these lads. He's smarter than the three of them. Uh, no offense to the lads now, but uh, I don't think they'd argue that, you know. <clears throat> also, when you have Casemiro there, he's like uh, the bulldog. So like a Vidal or a Nanglin. He's there to chop up things. As I said earlier, Fernandinho sort of thought he'll stay defensive. So maybe I think Wijnaldum is going to be the most attacking Liverpool midfielder they have. I know Henderson likes to sit. I know Milner will probably be the screen to not let Modric overlap or Cruz go over. So he's gonna they're gonna have a I can't see Liverpool win that battle. But if there's a will, there's a way for Liverpool. It's the three men up front. So there's Mane, Firmino and Salah. Now I think Liverpool are gonna get overrun in the field. I think the defence is gonna have a tough time, but I think these three are the reason why Liverpool got to the Champions League final. Um we'll start first with Mane. Mane is going to be going down the left. He's going to be attacking Carvajal. I think Mane is a very, very distinct individual. Um, there's, he's not your average footballer. He's like electric. He's like a springbok going just darting down the pitch. Um, I feel like some of his decision making can be bad at times. Um, I think that may have been obviously being brought up in Africa. I don't think the standards is as good over there. Maybe if he had been if he had been brought up in like a Barcelona a Barcelona style, he'd be up there with one of the greats. I think probably. You know what I mean? His raw talent is unbelievable itself. But sometimes his decision making isn't that good. But sometimes he's so fast he gets away with it. Maybe if his finishing was a bit better, I know he gets a few goals, but <clears throat> the front three of Liverpool sort of square the ball for each other, so they all score together. They're like a <clears throat> a unified team. Sorry, excuse me, but um, yeah. So I wonder how I wonder how he'll perform under the bright lights in Chicken Kiev. But um, then down the middle, Bobby Firmino, um, looks unbelievable these days. He's not. It's it's funny. He's not like uh, an out now number nine. He's more like he's like a number ten, but he still scores goals. Um, he's looking very slick these days. Um. He has like a perfect bond with Salah and Mane. It's like telepathic. It's way more telepathic than um, Ronaldo, Benzema and Bale. Arguably on par with Messi, Suarez and Neymar. Maybe not as good, but just they're so in tandem. I say if you play FIFA Ultimate, uh, Ultimate, whatever it's called online, the Ultimate Team, I'm sure their connections are all green for good, 100%. So Firmino, Firmino has, um, this is a big game for Firmino as well. I know it's a big game for all the lads, but this is a big game for Firmino as well. He really wants to impress the, this Brazilian team. He's in the Brazilian team now. He really wants to start in that, this World Cup and be the main man as well. You know what I mean? So he's going to be playing along the with along the lights Neymar. Uh, who else? Neymar, even Willian, if Willian starts. Uh, you know, the lads, the Barcelona, uh, Brazilian lads. So Firmino, this is going to be a big game. He's going to want to score a goal, definitely. And then um, 
who knows if the counter-attack goes for Liverpool he'll be in there sniffing around for a goal anyway then if you look at Salah uh, what can you say about this lad the most improved player in the world over the last 12 months I think he's gone from probably not in the top 100 best footballers in the world to the top 5 best footballers in the world on current form uh, outfield players definitely anyway um, I think over the last few weeks he sort of stalled in his development maybe he was getting so much hype about being the top goal scorer in the Premier League's history with 32 goals in 38 games um, just player of the year players player of the year so he was voted players player of the year with 89% of the votes which is unbelievable seems like such a nice guy he's 25 looks 35 um, must be that Egyptian blood or the cereal they're eating in Egypt um, pyramid O's <laughs> but um, if you can't tell I laugh at my own jokes but um, he's looked sensational this year um, when he cuts in on that left foot there's only one thing going to happen and he's going to score defenders are shitting themselves um, I think that he could be really effective down the right hand side the way Marcelo got attacked so much. He's way better. Marcelo was way better at attacking than defending. Marcelo could, could get caught out, and Salah, when defenders back off, he knows exactly what to do. And uh, and he's so unselfish. He could even square a ball and let someone else score rather than him take the opportunity on the Egyptian king. So he's the he's the number one. He's the number one guy to look out for. Salah. Chicken tikka mo salad. So, I think it comes to prediction time. Um, just if I was a betting man, which I'm not, which I should be, even though nobody should be, but they can be if they want. Um, mo Salah, Liverpool, Real Madrid. Just because Real Madrid have been here the last two times in a row, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was made to play football like it was just created for the highest platform and the brightest lights and the biggest critics he was made for this and I can see Real Madrid winning by maybe even 3-2 you know what I mean 3-2 like there's there's going to be goals without a doubt bow keepers are slightly bogey I'd say the Real Madrid keepers are actually worse. Uh, Liverpool have a worse defence. Liverpool have a worse midfield. And depending on who starts the three attackers, Liverpool are probably the better in attack. So, and that's being from a United supporter. So, I think it's going to be Real Madrid 3-2. But a very exciting game. It's going to be up and down. So that's why I can't wait for it. That's why you're listening to the show now. That like that's that's what that's what to look forward to. Uh, my good friend Ross, if you've ever heard of him, sometimes he does a podcast with me. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but uh, he said Real Madrid three one. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if Liverpool won it as well. That'd be unreal. But um, <laughs> I I won't be wearing my Liverpool jersey anytime soon. So yeah, that's. That's the playing Champions League final, you know. Can't wait. Saturday. Going to be over in London with Ross watching it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an end to a really good Champions League. Um, obviously, we put a post up on the wall or even leave a comment here. Let us know who you think will actually win the Champions League final. 
uh give us your predictions what scores you know because like this is the best thing about the energy show you get to like just get involved and your voice is heard and we always get in contact back and it's interactive whereas um i see i feel like bigger platforms are missing out on that connection from person to person writing back you know what i mean um feel like a lot of bloggers are missing out as well whereas like myself and ross are just two pale skinned white boys who enjoy a bit of mma and football and rugby as well and then we enjoy everything else most people do like going out socializing having a laugh playing sport keeping fit cracking jokes yeah, very energised. But um, a few more things I just want to throw in here about the football show. Uh, there's been a f- few managers after leaving the Premier League. Obviously, uh, Paul Lambert's after leaving Stoke, but they're relegated. Um, Carvajal's after leaving Swansea, and they were relegated. Uh, Big Sam has gone from everything. Uh, that seemed like that was going to happen. Really, really strange stuff done by the board, sending out surveys to everything Ever- Evertonian Evertonian one, Evertonian uh, supporters clubs giving a rating like rate the manager. Like, what are you doing? Imagine Manchester United did that rate for rate Fergie. Now I know everyone will be like ten out of ten because the chap is uh, a god. But um, what you shouldn't be doing that shit to Sam Allardyce. Uh, I know he had all that sort of corruption stuff with England, but uh, still hundred percent record as England manager and uh, everything we're doing shit. Until he came as well. So he steadied that ship. Especially with a lot of players. Especially the back. Sort of all over. Age wise the back is is a bit of a mess. Uh, Pickford was very inexperienced. Uh, too many players thrown into the, into the team. That there was no flow. That was a hard job he did. And he got them into the top 10. So I mean. Everything. What are you expecting? But like these days the Premier League teams. They really want like. They want A-list celebrities almost to be managers they want a Guardiola they want a Mourinho they want a like um, a Zidane they want a Luis Enrique they want all these like names you know what I mean they don't want I don't know they don't I don't know they don't want Brian Kerr as manager you know they want these like sexy names they get like the watch deals and the cool I don't know things it's more entertainment now the sport has gone way more entertainment rather than the old school style. But uh, times change, you know. Never, nothing's ever the same. Football's going to be different again in ten years, you know. We'll probably have kids, or you'll probably adopt me, or us, or Pete. And <laughs> the kids will be like, "What was Ronaldo like, or what was Messi like?" You know, which is actually be shit to believe because uh, it'd be amazing if people never got old and people like Messi and Ronaldo were here forever. You know what I mean? How amazing that would be. I'm flaying you. But, uh, <laughs> David Moyes has also left West Ham. Um, kept him out of relegation. David Moyes' career has really gone down the shitter since he left Everton. Um, the Manchester United job was just too big, but it was too big to turn down as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you need to get, if you're a winning team, you need to get winners. I think I think the Irish the Irish football team has suffered with that years ago when uh, we got rid of Mick McCarthy and then we had like Steve Staunton in charge and Brian Kerr in charge and you know I mean it would just turned into a shit show and then Trapattoni got us back on track but he only took us so far and then that's why I'm really happy with what Martin O'Neill's doing at the moment as well. Um as you can see from the Irish squad it's not amazing. 
But um, there's very the, the lads try hard, you know. They may not have the the quality, but they put it all out there. Uh, you can look at other countries with bigger superstars and put in less less effort. So that's why the whole Irish country itself is actually so proud of Ireland when they play because we know they're we're the underdogs. But like on any given Sunday, um, to quote a movie, we can uh, perform under the bright lights and do make us all proud. You know, wearing that green. I mean, by the way, if you're ever walking around Dublin, you're wearing an Irish jersey, whether it be rugby or football. No Irish person's ever going to start, you know. It's funny, but because uh, they support our own, you know. Conor McGregor's thought. But uh, David Moyes is gone. Pellegrini's got, is after coming in. He's after coming on. He's getting a big wage now from China. Former Manchester City manager. He's won the league. He's won the league cup twice, I think it is. Um, yeah, but he has some decent players there. But a lot of players like sort of aging. He knows Joe Hart. Don't know if Joe... If you, let's see if Joe Hart can resurrect his career. He'd probably be playing until he's about 38. And he's, I think he's like 31 now, maybe. So he really needs to sort out his career now. Uh, Zabaleta's there. Arnautovic had a decent period. The Austrian Ibrahimovic. Um, I don't know. I just think that stadium's after ruining West Ham. And um, I don't know if you can get that back. Because uh, I remember Upton Park used to be buzzing. Yeah, I mean, look how Arsenal are performing now at the Emirates. Uh, they just haven't been the same since Hybrid, you know. But um, Arsene Wenger's gone. Unai Emery is supposedly the man that's coming in now. Arteta supposedly doesn't want the job because he was only going to get 50 million. I think that was a bad decision anyway, getting Arteta. You know what I mean? Going from Arsene Wenger, Mr. Arsenal, to Arteta, who... I don't know why Arteta was so highly sought after. after uh, What, a year, if not two, with Man City. I know he's been there at Arsenal before. But why are they look? You shouldn't look no further than Patrick Vieira. Uh, a natural leader he's actually managing at the moment as well in New York um, play for Arsenal's one was part, was the captain of the Invincibles team uh, his last match for Arsenal he won the FA Cup which you know they should have won um, what else when the Juventus won a few Scudettos I know whatever happened there with corruption and whatever but um, went to Italy did well won the World Cup won the Euros won everything Like I mean, he should have been number one in but now Uno Emery is coming in anyway. But um, uh, uh, we said this in a few podcasts ago. If you haven't listened, I've, it was recent enough we were talking about it. And uh, Uno Emery, I couldn't. I was like, "There's, there's your man." Like, why get Luis Enrique? As we can see, it's not impossible to win the league with Messi, and he wanted a huge war chest as well. But look at Uno Emery. Excuse me, just won three, if not four, trophies with PSG this year. Um, he came. Ross told me he came in the top. I think he said top three, maybe top four, with Valencia three years in a row when he's with them. Won three Europa leagues with Sevilla. Uh, chops a winner. Like I mean, it was a no brainer if you ask me. You know what I mean? There you go. Um, yeah, a couple of other things. The England squad was announced. Harry Kane's the captain of the England squad as well. Uh, Jack Wilshere wasn't in the squad. Slightly surprised with that, but um, you know what I mean. Ruben Loftus Cheek, Gareth Southgate has like sort of managed him at underage level, and can see what he can do. Don't think he trusts Jack's legs because um, like the turnaround is very very quick. And Jack Wilshere, like it would be, uh, it's not hundred percent going to work. You know what I mean? Like he likes like people like Adam Lallana, and he didn't pick him as well. Because he can't trust his legs, you know what I mean? Uh, 
looking at the goalkeepers, Joe Hart didn't get picked. Slightly surprised, but because he didn't he was he didn't get a game in the last three games of the Premier League, shouldn't have brought him. Very inexperienced goalkeepers. I go with Nick Pope. Um I think they're gonna struggle in goal. Anyway, I know three very good goalkeepers, but the lack of experience I think was show. Uh the defence. Um very young defence. Um I'd go right back Kyle Walker, centre back Smalling, and uh, I'd go KO for the experience. And then left back, I'd actually probably go with Ashley Young. Um because Danny Rose hasn't played that well and Ashley Young has probably been United's best player of the year. Uh then looking in midfield, I think you'd have to go with Henderson and Dyer. And then Deli Ali just in front of that. On the right, I'd go Sterling, who's been unbelievable this year. Uh Harry Kane up front. And if you wanted to be I think you'd be best off maybe starting would you start Lingard on the left? Because like, Lingard can create some serious magic. Um, no one else is really coming to mind for the left-hand side position. Uh, Rashford, I think, would be good off the bench. I think he can make his way into the team as he carry on. Yeah, but they have a lot of talent up there anyway. Um, also, as I said earlier, Marada is not in the Spain squad. and Nanglin wasn't picked for the Belgian squad. I suppose he's had two run-ins with Martinez over the last couple of years. And third time he's out. Uh, Buffon is saying he's going to play one more year as well. I suppose he's linked with PSG, but uh, oh, like I mean, what an absolute legend of a goalkeeper! And then uh, the main man Andres Iniesta has bowed out with his last game for Barcelona over the weekend. He's going to be in the Spanish squad now for um, the World Cup. Um, what can you say about this guy? He was called, I think he was called the, the Pale Ghost. I forget what it's called in uh, Spanish, but. Um, He's been unbelievable over the last few years. Definitely my favourite player over the last few years. Like, yeah, there's Ronaldo's, yes, there's Messi's, but uh, this guy was just something different. Um, he's up there with the Zidane's of the world. Um, yeah, he's up there with the Zidane's. Um, Zidane was probably the best up the way with the Scaldi's. Like, obviously, Xavi as well, but uh, the way he ran the Lions, scored the winner in the World Cup final. I mean... What more do you need from someone? Like the amount of caps he has, the trophies he's lifted. Like he, he, he wasn't the sort of guy who went to got tattoos or dyed his hair or anything. He was just like he wasn't even tall. I think he's about five seven, five eight. You know, but um, absolute magic. Like uh, every stadium in Spain, like clapped them every time Barcelona were playing because he won the World Cup for them. I say that felt unbelievable for him uh, after his last match. He sat in the stadium for a couple of hours with just sitting in the centre circle. Like, what a career he's gone all the way through Barcelona. Like, think about the players he must have met through that ranking of underage level to, you know what I mean, to today. Yeah. With superstars and even playing with Messi. and Unbelievable. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. Unbelievable career. And, uh... Yeah, let's see how Spain get on the World Cup. Hopefully, hopefully it's a brilliant World Cup. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, let us know if you are too and who your favourites are for the World Cup. Uh, the squads, a few squads have been announced, but like if you look, if you look at that uh, Spanish squad and if you look at that uh, French squad, it's just frightening. And even the attacking side of uh, Argentina, uh, Brazil are amazing. Like there's some massive games coming up. Uh, the first game is actually on June 14th, same day. As Conor McGregor's um, court date, so uh, 
for throwing the dolly in New York. So we'll find out what the story is with that. Um, just looking here, there's some. There's also on well the Champions League final is obviously on Saturday. Also Leinster are playing Scarlets a six in the Pro 14 final that day. Uh, UC Liverpool is on Sunday, and then Ireland are actually playing France in France in football on Monday at eight o'clock. So there'll be Ireland against France. So I'm gonna wrap up the show here, but um, thanks a million for tuning in. Um, myself and Russell fucking love doing this, man. Um, you know what I mean? It means so much to me for people tuning in and enjoying it. You know what I mean? Uh, creating something from nothing and now to this day still creating content and absolutely loving it. So if you give us a shout out or if you give us a like or if you share this or you know what to do, leave a comment. It would be uh, very you. So, and as always, stay energized.